There it is. Oh, yeah. Ah. I'm feeling it. Are you? I'm feeling You feeling it? Yeah. I'm feeling something. What about now? I can see chloroform on the head. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Antiwave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about pellicula antendencia. Can you say pellicula antendencia? Pellicula antendencia. That's okay. I can't really say it either. Uh, because this week, we... our movie is what, Ira? What are we doing? Ah, you don't think I'm ready for this movie? No, you're not. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Wow, you've got the little Ooh. subtitle in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dora the Explorer. Dora, yeah, that's right. Dora that's and right. the Lost City of Gold. Yeah. And our top five is what? Uh, kids movies. Kids movies. Top five favorite kids movies. Surprising we've never done that. Are we, I'm surprised too, because we've never critiqued as our main film a kids movie. Mm. That's why. Mm. Right. I thought about yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, have we? Well, we did see Prometheus. I mean, we we saw The Writer. Remember where he had like the brain damage from that, the that rodeo? Was a kids movie. I mean, we saw. I think you're naming anti-kids movies. You just you can't go along with the joke, can you? Huh? Oh, I okay. see how it is. All right, I right, want to help you. I don't want to throw you under the bus. <laughs> Let's see. What was another grisly, disturbing movie that we saw? Oh, the one about the, Thirty Love, the... <laughs> which you can go to thirtylovefilm.com and purchase and get over three hours of extra bonus features of by us type... talking. Yeah, more of us talking. And if you type in anti-wave in the checkout, you can get ten percent off. How about that? That's what is it available in both DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, absolutely. Right, cool. That was good. That was seamless. Oh, we're not supposed to acknowledge that, are we? It's seamless until we highlight the scene. I know, I know, I know. Uh, speaking of top fives, our top five is children's movies, which I can't believe we haven't done until this week. I know. Uh, but last week, our top five was top five Jack Lemon movies. I thought we named them all, didn't we? But uh, just we did about. get some email. I think the ones that we didn't name were named by the people who wrote in. Yes. So Were they doing that to be ornery, contrary? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Let's name a few that are readers wrote uh the front page yeah i never saw that newspaper world did you ever see that, mm -hmm. that yeah a long time ago grumpy old men and no one mentioned grumpier old men yeah Come i know on. grumpier right right yeah. have you seen those no you haven't seen them no just the odd couple i was asking that as a joke no it's hard to believe isn't it you know <laughs> with, with, seen it with, i lived it that's <laughs> <laughs> my life story <laughs> get off my lawn you darn damn kids all right um, I'm sorry, get off your Leon? Get off my lawn, you damn kids. Yeah, uh, I was trying to do Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Oh, I see. I see. That was I got a hell you. of a movie. That was, yeah. That was a hell of a movie. That's, that, that's the, it's a remake of Grumpy Old Men. You know that, right? <laughs> that's funny. The, the, the Out-of-Towners. Out you know, I saw that in the theater when it first came out. We're talking about the original one, the first one. They did do a remake. I always thought that was like a one-joke movie. You know what I mean? It went on and on and on with everything going wrong yeah. with this couple. I'm like, all right, we get it. That's how Comedy I Comedy of errors. Yeah. That's what yeah, Shakespeare we used to call it. Avanti. I never saw Avanti. Never saw it. You, you heard of it though, right? Nah. I yeah, no, I know. I know of it, especially because we went through uh, all of Jack Lemmon's movies last week. Oh, and you came across it. Yeah. What's the deal with my fellow Americans? I'm not familiar with that one either. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. But there are others. I thought yeah. we named all the Jack. Yeah, Lemon there you go. So thank you to our uh, readers for writing in. Our readers? Who's Listen, reading? Or if you're reading our, our podcast. Our listeners for writing. Maybe, thank they're, you to maybe they're deaf and they get a transcript of the podcast each week. And then they, they actually, would be readers. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to say thank you for our listeners for writing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But instead you said readers. Whatever. Maybe maybe I scratched this whole podcast out by long and after each episode, you should thank me for doing that. I think we should start all over. Can we start all over? <laughs> okay. You start over at birth. <laughs> hey, man, what did you see this week? What did I see this week? Are you, you know, before we do that. Uh-oh. Special two things, announcement? Two things. Two things I want to acknowledge, mm-hmm. right? Number one, a few weeks ago, Robert, and this has nothing to do with films. It just came up in our conversation about those e-bikes or e-scooters that are out there. And you predicted this, and sure enough, a lot of city ordinances. Uh-huh. The cities uh-huh. are fighting back with really tough regulations to get rid of them. So you predicted that, and you were right. Cities are fighting back. Well, because back. how could it go any other of way? Of course. It's nuts. It has to go it's that way. It's crazy out there with those bikes and scooters. It, do they fucking annoy you or what? Yeah, it does. There's something about it. There's there's an intrinsic quality that it's pisses me precious. off. It's too precious. It's too precious. It's like, yeah, all right. You got your fucking little yeah. scooter. yeah. And I, I've noticed that they're all dinged up, by the way. None of them have that pristine shine anymore. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what they're digging into, like walls yeah, and like cars. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, or people's bodies. You know, it's, it's, we're going to get rid of them. You're going to see all the cities are going to fight back. Yeah, this is a short-term gain. I also noticed a couple of them have uh, been vandalized to the point where, you know, people will stab the tires and stuff, and they're flattened, and you can't drive them anymore. Are there air in those tires? Yeah. Are there? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever ride one? No. Maybe I'll do that. That's how I'm going to go home tonight. Can you see me on that little scooter, an e-scooter? I can see. Can you I go on the 405 on one? I can't yeah. see you moving on one. <laughs> I can see you like standing, but then just falling straight over and going. How do you? How does yeah. this? I, and then you grab the tires and try to use that as the steering wheel yeah. and like not getting it. Yeah. That's what I can see you yeah. doing. Yeah. 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 Is that how is that how it works? Yeah, suddenly I feel like a 72-year-old Jew. I can just see that with me. And well, it, you are what you eat. Yeah, you are what you eat, I know. There's one more thing I want to mention. Yeah. You mentioned this too. You were playfully suggested, suggested this for our dead corner about uh, Dakota Johnson. No, Dakota. Yeah, Dakota. Yeah, Dakota Johnson. The, the gap in her tooth. That we were, and that was very funny when you said that. She was on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show. And, and did she, she talk spoke, about? They, she talked about it for 12 minutes. It was <sighs> too long. It was obnoxious. It was, and so she made the argument, oh, there it is. Yeah. Siren. Yeah. Take Remember the, the old off. days? Take off the pants every yeah. time we were siren or a gunshot. That's a that's a close one. What she said on the talk show was that it her teeth came together in the front naturally. No. No one believed. No. You could feel the audience and even Jimmy Kimmel's was that this is like and he he tried to go along with her and didn't want to contradict her, but there was something about it that I wasn't buying, the audience wasn't buying, Jimmy wasn't buying. However, there's been a lot of stuff on Facebook where these orthodontists have been writing papers and submitting postings saying it's possible because she had a retainer and she finally got, for years, she took the retainer out. They decided she doesn't need it anymore and her front teeth slowly moved back together. Now, they said it's an anomaly, it's rare, but it's possible that that had happened. Do you buy it? No. I don't either. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. She's, I, I, my, I will say this, my mom's teeth moved when she was older and my brother's teeth moved when he was older, but it was when they were like late teenagers. Both of them, they've had teeth that have moved a little bit and not as significant as that. That's like a... Well, she behaves like a late teenager. She's yeah. kind of... Yeah. She's a one-note, simple... It's all because of her mom her, and dad. Her one note is between her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> she's... I don't know if she... I don't... Certainly, she's not a great actress, but she's a lot like her mom. Mm. She's kind of dingy, isn't mm. she, dingy? I mean, I would do her, but you know. Like a sea... 
bearing dinghy. <laughs> any rate, I just want to let you know that you brought that up last week, and there she was on Jimmy Kimmel talking too long about her the gap that's no longer that's no longer. So people were kind of. Uh, I could doing you that, could feel that, the audience, and even Jimmy was like, oh, he was like, come come on now, yeah, it was yeah, you know, and she insists it just happened now. You know, he's like. There's one reason why we had you on the show is that you're relevant this week. Please just say the truth. Yeah. Why are you digging yourself yeah. in a hole? Yeah. 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 You know, I will say this. People do not like liars. Right. And that's what really angers everyone. So do you know, there's a there's a model. Her name is Sarah McDaniel. Have you ever heard of her before? I haven't. No. She's a... I mean, she's big on Instagram, but she's does a lot of print work and stuff like that. But she is famous for having two different colored eyes. Now, Kate Bosworth comes by it naturally, right? So when you see Kate Bosworth, it's, it's Kate Bosworth, right? Yeah. yeah. She has the two different colored mm-hmm. eyes. And um, and they're kind of slightly different. But Sarah McDaniel's eyes, one is brown and the other is a bright blue, like a, a like a sea ocean blue. God, that's hot. Yeah. and It every, is. It everyone's is. like, wow, it's so hot. It's so attractive. And they found out that it's fake. Uh, she's it's not real now she's never admitted it she still claims that she was teased about it when she was growing up and um you know everybody always made fun of her and there were a series of youtube videos that came out that were kind of exposing her and showing no she, she used to use she used to wear a blue contact and then after a while she went to india and had this surgery done that actually kind of bleaches out the uh the pigment of your eye and you will most likely go blind in that eye. And so everyone, whenever she posts anything on Instagram, it's a flurry of uh, responses like, you're a liar, you're hurting yourself, and you're setting a bad example for everybody else, and just say the truth, and they won't leave her alone. And I I know that it's going to be like that until she says, okay, I had this surgery, and then everyone will back off because she she's finally telling the truth. Right. Right. And in fact, the irony is that a lot of people would then come out and support her and say, "Hey, if that's what she wants to do to her body, right. Right. she has that right. right. She wants to get a tattoo, no one would think any different." But it's the lying that freaks everybody Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I mean, extending this just a little bit further, that's almost why I think Trump's popularity has increased so much because he doesn't apologize for shit. <laughs> he's not lying about anything, you know? He's not really He's an asshole. He knows he's an asshole, and he kind of like, yeah, that's just that's who I am. You can make the argument. I think we said this a year ago that he's a straight shooter, asshole. Yes, he's a straight shooter. He it was as opposed to he was upfront from the beginning about what kind of asshole he was. Right. You know, he's a a new sexual allegation comes out about him, and nobody bats an eyelash. They're like, yeah, because that's who he is. He probably did it. And the problem is that there's a, a a huge group of people in America that don't really think that that's a disqualifier to become president. Now, therein lies the rub, but at least you know. Right. And I think that's different than, say, the Clintons, who were running against him in 2016, I, I, in particular Hillary, because I feel like that's a lot shiftier. Agreed. Not to take this whole show into a turn mm. for the politics. Wait, speaking about eyes, when, you mentioned this months ago about, what's his name, uh, ground control to Major Tom. Oh, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, Bowie. And that was an accident when he was a kid? He got into something? a fight, and a kid socked him in his eye, and uh, and it the eye never dilated. So he would wear contacts and things like that to make it a little more emphasized, but that, I'm sorry, it was dilated. It never constricted, right? So it was always big in his, I believe it's his left eye. 
Uh, so no matter how much light you would put on it, it would always stay open. Uh, and, and so that had a, a really weird look, especially under bright lights. So that's what, that's what that is. Anyway, we digress. Dakota. All right. Not to be confused with Dakota Fanning. Mm. Got to keep our Dakota straight. And what do we say? North, North, North Dakota, Dakota and South Dakota. Four Dakotas. All right. So all right. who's North? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who's South? Um, um, uh, Dakota summer, Fanning's got a pretty big I, South I, I of the border. I'm sending up to South. Oh, South of the border. Okay. Uh, some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. Only a couple of things. I didn't see much this week. The week seemed to fly by, and I this won't count because it's not really a feature film, but they were having another uh, Walking Dead marathon. And I was watching it again, getting semi-hooked, and... Um, more and more of late, there's a lot of speechifying. They give long soliloquies, yeah. long, like it's Shakespeare. And I just want to say, shut the fuck up and let's get more zombies. That's what we want to see. But there's a lot of speech making, a lot of long-winded speeches. The show has been going in that direction. Yeah. However, one film that I did watch um, <laughs> in the background the other night, and it's called One Hour fantasy girl oh now i found it go. i know this was good stuff this was great stuff and this was um, an oscar nom for from like the <laughs> early 80s Actually, there's or what? two films with that title this is the one not to be confused oh, <laughs> 2008 and uh oh, young, the 2008 remake uh, no it's not the remake well huh. no, but she so was, was up for best score this, this hottie was abused by her alcoholic mom and so she goes out and becomes a call girl oh i thought uh, you're gonna so say male could, woman i thought she was gonna a call deliver girl, that but she doesn't have sex she doesn't have sex what oh, she does is fulfill wow. her client's fantasies blow me over with you a know, feather <laughs> dresses them up in diapers and lets them have the baby bottle does all that infantile stuff with men you know about that this was like remember? sleeping beauty do you remember that you really like that movie i like that movie <laughs> i wish this podcast could record your body posture change because you were I like that you were movie. all silly and smiley and i mentioned sudden, sleeping beauty in I your like entire that movie yeah <laughs> So at any rate, that she didn't have sex and she was doing all this so she could generate enough money so she could buy some real estate. That's what the movie oh, was, right. and that's what I saw. That's my week in review. Take it She's away. A real estate tycoon, right? No, <laughs> she owns half of Hollywood. And you? Uh, you know, I saw a few few movies, but one in particular that I want to talk about. I uh, I was actually watching when you came over here, and I haven't finished yet, but it's worth mentioning. It's called Screwball. You can see it's still up. On the on the television there, mm-hmm. and it's you know I like documentaries, and you know I like uh, stuff about sports, and this is a sports documentary that came out last year, and it's all about like uh, steroid usage, particularly the guy that was uh, that was working with uh, a Rod. This is Alex Rodriguez. He's a baseball player for the New York Yankees, and he was helping a lot of uh, high high level celebrity sports players use steroids and get around their uh, being tested for it and still kind of achieving the supreme um, uh, scores that they that they were getting when uh, from like the mid 90s you remember all of that big steroid scandal course, in the 90s right so it's all about that but the really cool hook about the movie is that it's got a lot of recreations in it and what's fun about it is that all the recreations are done by children they are i would say anywhere from nine years old to 12 year olds that are reenacting all of these scenes and it's really funny uh you've seen drunk history before right actually i'm embarrassed to admit i haven't 
it's I, I similar. Know a friend of ours is in it. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to drunk history in the in the sense that with drunk history, somebody gets drunk and they recite something about history that they've researched before when they were sober, and they're trying to do their their best to explain the idea, and then they will take other celebrities and dress them up in period specific garb and and mouth the lines as the drunk person has said them. So, you know, it might be like, um, oh, yeah, he went in and he was eating a bunch of waffles or something like that. And it'd be George Washington uh, eating waffles or something. And, and it doesn't make any sense. But in the drunk person's mind, it does make sense. You know right. what I mean? Of course it is. And it's that same kind of thing here. But you've got little kids who are reenacting these scenes that all of these uh, steroid juiced up big buff guys have been talking about. It's a really great little hook. And it's a good film. Uh, it's got a... You remember a few weeks ago we reviewed... Um, the cocaine island right and it had a really upbeat fun energy to it oh yeah this matches that kind of energy it's a very fun upbeat kind of movie and that the recreations really make it it's a good hook yeah uh, cocaine but, island i kept saying was this like a mockumentary remember yeah. i wasn't even sure it was straddling that yeah. line yeah so screwball this is it's a comedic documentary yeah it's it, funny it's lighthearted. yeah it's very and i like that a lot yeah. i think there are too many of those most documentaries are very serious they're usually about you know some murderer or some you know fanatical religion that brainwashes people and you, you're never going to have a you know a fun silly approach to that but with something like you know doping it's it's not too hard you can you could do that you can keep it up you Anyway, check it out. It's Screwball. on, on Netflix it? now. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Streaming on Netflix. Nice. Anything else? Is that your... That's it. That's the Week in Review. Hey, Ira. And... You want to talk about Dora? I going to... And Robert, talk us through it. <laughs> Dora <sighs> the Explorer. Dora in the Lost City of Gold centers around um, little Dora as she... Leaves her home in the jungle. Her parents set off on a uh, on a on an adventure, so she has to go to the big city to live with her cousin oh, and her. Uh, therein her, uh, lies the real jungle. Yes, the real concrete mm, jungle. Concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's right. See, that's right. Madeline thought that Madeline was funny. I like that. Uh, we did watch this with Madeline. By did the way. you? Oh yeah, that's so cool. The three of you went. Yeah. You know, she also went with us to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, and she did not make a peep in that movie. She watched it and then fell asleep. I guess actually she didn't make one peep in, in that movie. I mean, she was a little fussier in Dora. But anyway, uh, Dora goes to... That's so cool that you did that. Dora goes to, to high school in the big city. And uh, and she, this is a fish out of water. You know what this is? This is... Um, oh, uh, Crocodile Dundee. Thank you. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee. I was waiting for her to say, that ain't a knife. This is a knife. And in fact, she did indeed bust out a knife at one point. Uh, a shrimp on the Barbie. Right, right, right. So it winds up that her parents are have been tracked by this evil group who wind up uh, tricking Dora and her three, I don't want to say friends because they're not friends yet, but they become friends along the way, mm. uh, her three compatriots. Mm. And they wind up taking them to the jungle, and now they have to kind of follow Dora's parents in order to find this lost treasure and uh, this story writes itself. Anyway, that's about it. What yeah. do you think? Well, first I want to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I think I sent you a text last night. You know, I went to see it last night, and I thought it would be kind of either empty or that it wouldn't be packed with kids. Mm-hmm. Well, it is 
summertime isn't it <laughs> packed with kids now listen listen I, I went to a 9 30 showing on a sunday and i thought i'd be relatively safe there the place was mobbed with young girls awesome so i walked in that's there just your type by myself with my Hawaiian shirt and a giant lollipop <laughs> and I had a big bag of popcorn and I sat down <laughs> listen and I had girls all around me and they kept staring at me and I think they were feeling sorry for well, me were you wearing pants I would no oh, well, maybe okay. that's, well, so that's why that's probably why. why so they were sitting and this one girl next to me she was actually looked at me and smiled but I think it was more of a sympathetic smile like say <laughs> oh old man yeah you want to get out of the hot air into an air-conditioned room or something <laughs> and of course during a tense moment in the movie she didn't seem to mind when I put my hand on her thigh but that aside that it was I was very self-conscious she's seven, right yeah she's she was nine are you oh. kidding I'm not a sick fuck okay she was nine but there was uh, they're all texts by the way these kids were texting during the movie. Really? Yeah. And they were talking. And I almost said, they were chatting. And I almost said, hey, can you girls keep it down? I want to watch the movie here. But I just couldn't bring myself <laughs> Not to for say Dora. It. I couldn't do that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So your overall statement about the film is? You know, is? when we watched it, there were a bunch of kids who were kind of giggling. And they were talking back to the screen. You know, Dora would say, uh, can you say popsicle or whatever the yeah, word yeah. was? Delicioso, that's right. And they would shout out. They would say, Delicioso. So they would actually participate with the movie. That's so I like cool. That. That's yeah. really cool. Did you like the movie? How do I say this? So often we say... It's I know it. I know. You're reading my mind. Yeah. Finish it, the sentence. It, it did, did what, what it, it was supposed, supposed to, to do. do. I can't get that out of my head. That is a film that did what it was supposed to do. Your daughter is staring at me. Yeah. Well, you put your pants back on. Okay. And you have this habit of always taking your pants off whenever you're around young girls. Um, the movie was funny. The movie definitely made me laugh a number of times. There were two, three, th- two or three times I laughed out loud and was like, that's legitimately funny. And I was talking to producer Joey after the movie, and I said, this movie reminds me a lot of, in the 90s, they remade The Brady Bunch. And I don't know if you saw those movies, but The Brady but Bunch... It's more of a parody the brady right. bunch was the a brady, huge wink yes the brady bunch was kind of it was taking the piss out of the brady bunch right? yes so they were making fun of the brady bunch this wasn't quite there but it was getting there and that's yes. exactly what producer yes. joey said she said this seemed to respect the character a little bit more and yes. i said and i think that's because you have to respect the character a little bit more here because you're dealing with younger audiences and if you're just outright disrespectful then parents are bringing the kids who are fans of dora into this this movie theater and going, what the fuck is this? This is not what we thought it was going to be. But at the same time, you can't have that character in real world. And if you do, it's going to be ridiculous. And I think that's what they played into. I agree. I agree. And I agree with what you're saying about Brady Bunch, where they have, they could get away with it because there's a little bit of a larger, older audience, right? A little bit of an older audience. So they can get that wink going full bore. Yeah. Right. But here they had to be more cautious with that wink. And I think, I think Brady Punch was PG thirteen, mm-hmm. but my I, I think with this audience, with that movie, they did an excellent job making both camps happy. I mean, I I do not like the Dora the Explorer cartoon. I never I, saw it. It's nonsense. I've never I've never spent more than two minutes watching it because it's so miserably trashy. It's awful. It's it's just rudimentary animation with her just sitting there going, "Hello, no swiper, no." It's just a, a you know a baby show. 
And I don't like that. It's pandering as right, well. Right, right. Blues Clues was the same way. I don't. I, I like Blues Clues. Did I, you like Blues yeah, Clues? Yeah, you didn't like that? No, I did. I hated that stuff. So I didn't like the show, and I was afraid of watching this movie and it being it being the same kind of thing. But how can you really sustain that at the box office for 90 minutes? Right, right. And who's going to who's gonna want to go? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Question. Yeah. In the animated series. Yes. Now, I don't know. I never watched it. I uh, literally watched probably watched about two minutes of it. Was she Latina? Yeah. She, I guess she was, wasn't she? Yeah, she spoke Spanish. I was wondering. Okay, got it. Just curious. Also, I have another overall question to ask you before we get into specifics. Because you went with your daughter, mm-hmm. do you think that maybe you have a different lens in watching movies Some because you're there with your child? No. So, No, I don't. No. I don't. She watched the first... I don't know, two minutes. You're not watching it through her eyes, metaphorically. No. You you know what I'm asking. I know you can what you're asking, but no, no, but no. The answer to your question right. is no. Yeah, I know what you're asking, and I get that some people would, but mm-hmm. not. No, I'm not. I'm still mm-hmm. watching through my lens, through your lens, through yeah. your lens. Okay. And I'm hoping that she watches movies through my lens and goes, "Oh, that's trash. Why the fuck are we watching this?" Well, not yet. Yeah, I you hope want to so. do it now. I mean. Uh, to be honest with you, even a lot of the baby music. I mean, we were at we were at a function this weekend where they were doing the Itsy Bitsy Spider, and I found myself just going, "Can we? There's so many great songs out there. Can we just do we do a Beatles song or something like you know some of these stuff that's really pretty simple and just like she loves you, yeah, yeah. That's better than the Itsy, Itsy Bitsy, Bitsy Spider. spider. Went up and I get it; it's cultural. You have to know it. Like, what grown person doesn't know the Itsy Bitsy Spider? I understand that. But some of those songs are just dumb. So you're hoping that at this point in time, your daughter might hear that song "Spider" and roll her eyes yes. at how inane it is. Cynical. I want my daughter. Wouldn't that cynical. be wonderful? You wanted to roll her yeah, eyes and fucking... say, "Hey, Pop, we can do better than this." Huh? Exactly. You were reading my mind. Producer Joey is frantically shaking her head head now. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. Itsy Bitsy Spider has a place. It it belongs someplace. I I get it. I get it. And I think the problem is I'm not, I'm not attracted to that at all. It's forced. You know, the, the happy birthday song. Yeah. You know, the history of that song. No, that was a song that the, the two sisters, Sisters. Patty Smith, not Patty Smith, but but Hill, 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 I think his last name. Yeah. They were uh, school teachers, and they would sing that song all the time on everything. They would say, like, um, hang your coat up on the door, sit down on your seat, da-da-da. They would just kind of say that on everything. And then when it was somebody's birthday, they would say, happy birthday to you. They would just keep doing the same song, and everybody knew it. It was sing-songy. And I guess it's predictable in that sense, but whenever I hear grown people talking to children that way it bothers me once hello little girl yeah i don't I, like I, that. I think i think we've talked about this before i hate it when adults with child talk baby talk to their huh do you want that do you want the ice cream mm, it's good isn't it that's strawberry mm, is that good honey are you gonna do that I, I think it's impossible not to it's impossible not to but you can be aware of it and make a concerted effort to not yes and then I, I try to not get into the baby voice i know was they? It's condescending. It is condescending. That's the part that, the, yeah. that bothers me. Yeah. Instead, let the child reach up to your level instead right. of you reaching down. Now I play with my daughter, and I think it's important to hear her. Hear you. She should hear me talk. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. 
Not you. But Definitely you, don't listen to you. <laughs> I, I edit the entire podcast out for you and then say, here, listen to But this. you do make uh, gurgling sounds when you're holding your daughter. Yeah. You, you do make that noise, funny noises. Yeah. Her. Well, when I beatbox, she'll, she stops everything. She's been in full-blown crying panic mode. And then if I start beatboxing, all of a sudden she'll just stop and just stare. Beatboxing. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Something like that. If I do that's that. That's good, Robert. I don't know you could do that. I can't. Oh, okay. You just did. No. Um, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you. Those are, that's, okay. So, um, the film. Yeah. Oh, that movie. The Dora movie. She was great. Yes. And knew she, you were going to like you, her. Well, she was, infe- we've been using the word infectious, and then the other one, one of us say, well, I don't like that word. It suggests negative infection. But she really is infectious. Her, her, not just her body language, but her facial expressions, her reaction shots Nailed were it. adorable. Her Nailed voice, it. she'd roll her eyes. And I'm not just saying that because she was, she, she's cute, but she just was really committed to the part and pulled it off. She was cute. Yeah. And she was believable in every sense yes. of the word. Noticeably so. She stood out in this film. Yeah. I mean, uh, if they don't do another sequel with her, they're they're missing a yeah. real opportunity. Uh, you know, they and they need to do it fast before she gets I was going to say old. 3 years she's going to be too old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they they better move on this. Her and facial expressions were adorable again for the reaction the, shots. The big and, dance sequence at the end. I'm glad you which saw Which came it. out I'm of nowhere. St- it made and it I really like it. Made it made me smile. It had nothing to do with. We should say, all right, at the closing it had n- credits, nothing to do with anything. It was over like the an credits. Indian film, right? The Indian films like often a have Bollywood, that huge, Bollywood, Bollywood, yeah. rows and rows and rows of all the performers doing some cool song. They did it in this film. It didn't make much sense, but it made me smile. And I think, in particular, I was watching her the entire time. I was too. It. She was magnetic. She was, and she was just so smiley. That you're kind of having a good time Absolutely. because she was having a good Absolutely. time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was definitely the standout for this movie. Oh yeah, just nailed the part. She nailed the comedy. She nailed the drama. Um, the writing was good, although sometimes it was a little forced. And there were some really funny moments. Um, Michael Pena, uh, her father, yeah. was really good. He had some really good lines and moments where it seemed he was just kind of let loose and kind of improvising and, and going off script. How about a little Eva bit. Longoria though? Were you? Oh, we're on board yeah. She was kind of neither here nor there. For yeah, me. yeah, I felt the same way. It almost felt like she was trying to, trying to be there, like, oh, he's going crazy, so I'll go crazy too. And right. it was a little over. Right. It's that's not your field. That's what it felt like to me. Right. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, look, it was formulaic as hell. It was. Um, it was but how could it not be? It's a kid's movie. And I just want to say there were things that I knew that were going to pay off. So, for example, there's a beat with the yo-yo, and I knew, mm-hmm. you know, going through yeah. that, the yo-yo is going to come in handy in the last right. third of the movie. This will come and back sure, in, yep, in And handy. sure enough, it did. And at the school, the nerd, it was all so scary. We had the nerd guy and who says near the beginning when we first meet the character, I can hold my breath, and you know that that's going to pay right. off. You know that that's going to pay off, and he does save the day right. by being able to swim underwater and hold hold his breath. For seven minutes. For seven minutes. Again, we had all the stereotypes. We had the, um, the A student who was a snob, and of course we're going to find out that, well, she means well, and she just wants to find to, to be loved by somebody. And, and all these stereotypical, uh, they're all formulaic stuff, but that's what it is. Even the title. 
Even the yeah. title, that title, I should Google that title. I'm going to make the argument that there are scores of films with the city of lost gold. Don't you yeah. feel like you've seen those words? Yes. So it was as cliche as, as cliche as cliche could be. Yeah, you know, the city of lost gold. Least, yeah, yeah. That that is what it is. I mean, yeah. I it I it just because we've had such a background of other films and we our our well is deep in cinematic knowledge and we have to compare this film to other films but yet this is made for an audience that their well is not that deep right and they've only had a handful of movie going experiences so it's let's not forget that its primary target is an audience that does not know film the way that we know film right right. And knowing that and approaching the film like that, I, I found myself appreciating it a little bit more. You know what surprised me at the end that she... The part where she came out and like did a strip tease? Yeah, I like that part. Especially the girl sitting next to me. <laughs> we both enjoyed it together. Um, it surprised me that the character um, decides to go back to high school at the end. Really? And I thought, I thought that she'd stay in the jungle. I thought that that oh. would be a little interesting arc for her. I don't know. Look, there'll obviously be a sequel, and we know that she's gonna. If it starts off in high school again, she'll get out of that world and go back I, to the. I jungle. thought there were a lot of self-referential things that were pretty funny, like the. A lot of them probably went over my head, by the way. Well, some of them that I mean, like okay, so the the fox swiper, and they're like, "Why the fuck is he wearing a mask?" They didn't say fuck, but they were like, "Why is he wearing a mask?" It's not how, it, him being a fox that steals things is enough. It's not like we're going to confuse him with some other fox. That was a pretty fair point. You know, like they, they made that kind of joke and that, that was a really good, astute observation, which I, in a way kind of feel like maybe was made on some sort of um, online, you know, uh, chat forum or something. And the writers kind of lifted that joke going, eh, that's a good point. Let's throw that in the movie. But nonetheless, I think they did a pretty good job of presenting what they wanted to present. You mentioned the other friends around Dora. Yes. They bothered me. Both of them. Well, the, there's three wanted, of them, right? Two. I thought the nerd boy and then the snob A student. But then there's her cousin as well. Oh, you're right. So there's there's three friends. So Dora's cousin, which he bothered me the least out of them. But the nerd boy was, he. I don't know why, but he just kind of, I don't know, wanted to wash his hair or something. It looked so oily and gross. Man, I sound like a an old Jewish woman now but the straight A woman the straight A girl she really bothered me it's because she had a mole on her face that bothered me (laughs) it was distracting I knew this was going to happen. It was as I was writing this on my notes. I, I said Robert is going to appreciate this point. I was going to say that the mole. Let's talk about this mole. What's I mean, up look, with that? No one else is going to admit it. No one else is going to acknowledge it. What did you say? You didn't notice. Oh, come it? on, producer Joey. Please, please. You, you didn't, didn't know. It was so it. apparent. It was this gigantic thing. Where's it on her upper it's, cheek? It was right on her nose. It's on the it's on, her, on the corner of her nose. I don't think very many other people are going to notice it. And if they. What's wrong with us? Do you think we're the only people? Well, I, I think there's got to be somebody who reviews this movie and then just just goes full on attack mode of like, what the fuck is that thing on the fucking side of her fucking face? You know, that, that kind of approach. And I don't really want to do either one because it's not her fault she has a, 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 you know, a mole on the side of her nose. And 
as a casting director, I would hate to have to say to somebody, I know, I you know. did a great job, but you got this fucking thing on yeah. the side of your nose, so I'm not going to give you the part. Like, that's an awful thing to have to do. Here's what I wrote in my notes. If this movie is anti-wave, it's because the <laughs> nose, that's the only way I can justify this is an anti-wave film. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I wrote that down at three in the morning. The, aha. Here's one reason why it is. Yeah, the mole on her nose. You came up from between the legs oh, of a seven-year-old. Oh, sorry, no, nine-year-old. It was a nine-year-old. Yeah, oh, okay. I, took, I took her home with me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. She's still at home tied up underneath your bed. She's waiting for me. I got to go. Oh, Robert, that's so funny. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. And that's why she bothered you. It was yeah. only because the mole. Right. Well, she's she's also Indian. You know, so that, yeah. Was she? What was she? Well, she looked, she looked to be Indian. Yeah. Or one or brown. Just what? Yeah, minority. What? Producer Joey is like a. Sh- Producer Joey. We can cut to her right now. <laughs> I know. I wish our listeners that could see her face. Great. I know. Um, yeah. So I, I guess her acting, I also was a little over the top, and I think that bothered me a little bit. And so well, now the I'm whole wondering. Movie, all the acting was over. No, the top. hers was. I think some of the choices that she made weren't weren't real to the character uh, the pooping thing right let's you're, just you're, talk wait, about this just, for a moment. all right right you know you're taking my money shot okay in the middle of this <laughs> fucking movie there's this whole sequence are you saying you didn't like it oh, go ahead first of all no, you it's explain. bizarre in the middle of this <gasps> kids movie suddenly one of the one of the characters admits that they have to poop and they so Dora says, it's fine. Here, I'll show you how to do it. A right? song. It's time for a song. Ha- has a song, right? Yeah. So, you know, the I'll bury your poop. Right. Digs her a little hole. A hole. And then we see this this straight-A, prudy girl starting to pull down her pants, and she's going poop. And I'm going, this is a fucking G or PG-rated movie. This has got to be PG. There's no way they'd put that in a G movie. There's a whole poop song? Like, what? What's this is getting a really I mean this is scat humor, right? All right. Number one, I got hard. But let's go. <laughs> I why did I like that sequence? Because no, I you mean right now, no, right? No. Just my description of it. <laughs> um Robert, we talked about this you before. You liked it about because pooping. that's anti wave. That's not totally only that, but when I, when I go to um, you know to Palm Springs or something, I'm very self conscious. We talked about this about uh, being able to. Uh, yeah, you have can't a poop in front of other people. In front of other people. So I thought this was a very real moment and something that kids are probably aware of. So Dora has a song about it. It was weird, but I liked it. Well, here's the other thing: she's the only one that has to poop the entire time. I thought time. about that. I thought about that. What about everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody else did their their yeah. business. Yeah. It's it was in, weird. It in the middle weird. of the jungle, do you really dig a hole? I think I'd just be yeah. like, just don't go over there. But regardless, she gets interrupted in the middle of her poop. Yeah. And, and just her approach. You know what bothers me? The trope that bothers me is this this trope, where someone says they do this. They go, all right. So, so play with me, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Who, who's door? Am I okay, door? So you're your door, right? So. Oh, I, I need to poop, right? And you ask me, what did you say, right? right. Yeah. Hey, what's the matter? Something I, got I, you down? I, 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 hmm? Can't hear you speak a little bit louder for I, me, please? We all want to hear, don't we? I, 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 you you want to what? I need to poop! You need to poop? Well, there's a song about poop. So here's what happens. It's zero, zero, eleven. 
Do you know what I mean? Like the first time she says it, it's <laughs> the second time it's <laughs> and the third time it's a nuclear explosion. <laughs> and can't we just have a scene where she goes, Hey, Dora, come here for a minute. I need to take a shit. Is there a place where I can do that? You know, like I need to couldn't we figure it out when she says I need to have some alone time or whatever it is? You know, she says that there's no other way out of this other than having to scream to the heavens that she needs to poop. Right. Right. I know, but I think it's nice they acknowledge it. And it's like an object lesson to kids that you need to poop and it's healthy. But my as problem part of isn't even isn't even the pooping. It's, yeah, it's the way the it was, build up to the, the pooping, the hand, right, 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 right? And right. I, that's the problem that I'm having with the right, movie and right. like her and the actress's approach to the character. That's a great scene depiction of her approach. It's a catchy song. <laughs> I found it pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, oh, the mole on her face. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Robert, you are so funny. I knew you would appreciate that when I was yeah, glad you mentioned it first. I here's a I it, just want to say before anybody accuses us of being shallow, first of all, we are shallow. And second of all, <laughs> it was distracting. It's it's pulling me out of the movie because all I'm thinking about now while I'm watching this movie is what were the conversations behind the casting couch. I mean, I, I don't know if casting it was a casting couch, couch but like but the casting director had to have conversations about she's got a big fucking mole on her nose. Do we put her in there? And then other people saying, no, that's not very progressive of us. We're woke people here. We should really be opening this up to everybody. Do you know what I mean? Boy, do I know what you mean. I found that we're getting away from the pooping back to the mole. I found it real distracting. I and couldn't take my eyes off her mole. This is coming from somebody who frequently criticizes movies for having too, too pretty, pretty too pretty character, and, characters and that are besides too... Dora no one was too pretty in this movie uh, maybe maybe the 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 guy that was yeah and there were a couple like henchmen or whatever that were a little too buff and right, stud right stud-like. but that's it but nobody else was too pretty the, the, the kind of peripheral characters I suppose but none of the core group was too pretty even Eva Longoria she was pretty plained she, yeah they made her plain right and not no, we know she could be sexy. She could be sexy, but not in this film. Yeah, yeah. She was almost frumpy. She was frumpy almost. with those jeans she was wearing, and yeah. her butt was getting kind of big. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sexy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I kind of like that. Eva yeah. Longoria. I'd like to see her poop. Eva yeah. Longoria. I no. need to want. Wait, Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. I need to fuck your butt. Oh, should I say it louder? <laughs> just like just the pooping did. song. All right. Okay. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so. Woo! Was this? Was it? Well, no, money shots. Well, let's do some money shots. Yeah, what then we'll got? go to if it was anti wave. I can't wait to hear what anti wave skill you're going to give. All right. Do you have any money shots? If so, what are they? <sighs> uh, the dancing at the end and the poop shot. How could it not be those? I mean, those are two of the most memorable parts of the whole movie. The the whole pooping sequence, but I guess in particular, her crouching next to this log and arrows flying past her head. Unbelievable! Nobody got shot with an arrow, by the way, um, except for a juice box. But uh, that and and then the whole sequence of dancing at the end was just so much fun. Yeah. It was just a you could tell they were having a blast yeah. as they were doing yeah. it, and that was really rewarding. Yeah, those are my seconds. That that dance at the end was that back in the high school gym where we saw the dance initially. I think it, it was like in the high like school like courtyard, wasn't high it? High school courtyard, yeah. yeah. But it was the same high school thing. Yeah. I had three money shots. Uh, number one is certainly the poop song. Yeah. So we, we agree on that. I, I don't disagree with the ending number. You're including that as you should. My other two are, I liked it, Robert, where they suddenly snapped into cartoon land. Oh. 
Huh. And that made me smile. I'd forgotten that they did it until right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fun. That's interesting. And I, again, I never saw the cartoon mm. show, but I appreciated that beat where the characters suddenly become sure. characters. I like that a lot. And number three was when uh, Boots the monkey mm-hmm. finally talks. It was oh, fun. Yeah. It was funny. It was cute. It was Danny Trejo. Yeah, I know. I know. He he was in the news lately. Do yeah. you know what he did? Yeah. Yeah. I heard about we, that. Yeah, he saved somebody who was in a car. About to it was a car crash. He yeah. was the first one on the scene. Yeah, yeah. and um, I guess he was. The car flipped over. I saw. Did you see the accident? I saw the after the effect. I saw the car upside down on the news. The, the whole. The, I guess somebody's ring camera on their door captured the whole car crash. Wow! wow. And uh, yeah, the car flipped over, and he ran up, and he found the kid. And tried to get him out, but the I guess the car seat was too hard to unbuckle, but somebody else unbuckled it for him, and then he kept the kid distracted while they were waiting for uh, paramedics to get the grandma out. He was a hero. Yeah. There he was, interviewed on the news. You know, it was wife beater shirt, wearing that t-shirt. I really, I was saying this before to, to Joanna, because uh, Danny Trejo was interviewed on another podcast recently before that incident, and he really is an American treasure yes he really is he's a great um exemplar of what what america has to offer and somebody who just totally was throwing their life away and revamped it and and is the sweetest guy right and i would i told joanna i said i would allow him to babysit my daughter no questions asked just be like oh it's danny yeah fine no problem Right. Here you go. I never met the guy. He seems like he's at one with the people. He lives in San Fernando Valley, right? And you can tell he just bonds like crazy with the community. Yeah, you just feel that about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And and you know that. I mean, he's been sober for a long time, and I feel like he's probably still got some some demons that are deep down inside, like maybe some anger issues. But he's got a much better hold on them, and he understands how to how to use them for good instead of bad. And he, I mean, if somebody tried to if he was babysitting my daughter and someone tried to fuck with my daughter, he would go ballistic. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. I like that. I like that ferociousness. Yeah. Absolutely. His value is in the right place. His heart is in the right place. Right. You can just feel that from him. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I liked it when the monkey suddenly talked and it was, a, it was my other money That's shot. Funny. All right. Yeah. Anti-wave. Do talk. There are some elements in this that make oh, it a little anti-wave. Yeah, besides but the mole. So Be- much of this thing. Is, yeah, well, the casting in particular. I mean, I think some of the casting, but these are minor points. Uh, I mean, overwhelmingly, this is a very straight down the, the middle um, conventional Hollywood film. I will also say some of the humor was a little bit more anti-wave. Look, they've have, they have a poop scene where they actively, they have a song about poop. And and there, it's not like a metaphor. It's yeah, I know. It's really. It's not. They're not cleverly disguising no, something. It's, it's about a bowel movement. N- yes, it's it's about you're going to shit in the woods, right, right? And how do we deal with that? Absolutely. I don't think I've ever seen that in a kids' movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, most <laughs> movies don't even talk about shit in the first place. But I, that's pretty brazen. So I like some of those things. I think all in all, though, I th- I think that's not enough to really push this into an anti wave. Absolutely. film i mean there's just too much that's still stuck in hollywood I, I will say that there weren't there weren't traditional hollywood people cast in the movie um you know you have eva Longoria, you have um you have michael pena you have 
Danny Trejo and who, who did somebody else do a voice? Somebody else fairly big did a voice, didn't they? Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro that's voice. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you do have a few different a swiper, I think, right? Yes. So you do have a few brand name people, but these are not uh, the again the core four, and those those four people. Like, look, let's take a movie like Jumanji. Jumanji had The Rock, had uh, uh, Black. What's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? Jack Black. Uh, you know, you you've got a bunch of people that are are well known at the center. Uh, has Kevin Hart, you know, has a lot of people that are very, very well known. This movie didn't do that. It didn't center uh, the core four around the box office status of those actors. And so I think in that sense, it makes it a little more anti-wave. Absolutely. Can you make the argument that because the characters are indeed Latin, that that makes it anti-wave as opposed to white? Hmm. Now, they had to be faithful to the cartoon. That's yeah. why I wanted to ask you at the outset that in the Dora, the Explorer, is she Latin? And she yeah. is. But the fact that they did go out of their way to cast Latin people, does that make it a little bit anti-wave? I guess. I think sort of it I does. Guess. I think just in this day and age, that's changing so much. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's very many minorities i mean what's the uh crazy rich asians in in this day and age where that can be a block a, a box of box office blockbuster we're no longer held back by what race you are or you know your origin you know what i mean like i don't i don't think that's a real factor mm-hmm. in, in in determining what's a, a hollywood film i think hollywood would be wi- willing to make a movie about pretty much any culture uh, you know i'm especially if there's interaction with white people, which there was here. In this case, the nerdy boy was right, definitely white. Right, right. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm desperately trying to come up with reasons why it is somewhat anti-wave. So that's what I, I came up with also. If instead of falling in love with the nerdy white boy, because there was definitely kind of a romantic implication between Dora and the white, nerdy white boy. Was there? There was an implication. It, 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 was, it was real subtle. It was hinted it was, at. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. If instead of that, she had full-blown made out and fucked her cousin, that would have made it anti-wave. Well, you know what? There's a beat that I... Again, I'm so proud of myself for acknowledging that the yo-yo is going to pay off, holding the breath is going to pay off, these things they set up. Robert, I was so certain, and I was wrong. I was so certain that when the cousin at the beginning of the movie says, Dora says to the cousin, I kept this half of the candy bar. And, you know, it was all musty. And then she ate it, which was weird. She put it in her mouth. That was fucking weird. Awesome. But I I liked it, too. I liked it, too. I was so sure that at the end of the movie, the cousin would say, there's something I got to tell you. And he saved the other half of the half-eaten candy bar. I don't know why, but I would have liked that beat. You're, you're I know smiling what you're saying. like you can appreciate it. I can appreciate both sides. But, uh, because I, the way, if he did that, it would have been like, she destroyed it, not him. Um, by eating it. But I kind of like the honesty of like, I probably fucking ate that candy bar. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, know, I like I that too. So both elements are pretty good. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what he says. He's like, I yeah. don't know, I probably ate it. <laughs> Which is very funny. It's a great line. Anyway, I was sure that would pay off at the end and I was wrong. Now, to answer your question, I think I'd give this movie about a 2. 2.1. I'd say between 2 and, two and 3. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 2.5. Oh, you're being generous. Yeah. Maybe All I, I wrote down was anti-wave and I wrote not I, well, Latin... The mole on her face. I mean, if we're thinking... And the, and the shitting song. Those if, are the three things. If we're thinking, like, uh, in terms of kids' movies, if a 10 would be Return to Oz and, like, a 1 would be Toy Story, then this is definitely closer to Toy Story, right? Yes. 
Absolutely. But it does have some of that weirdness of Return to Oz. Some of yeah, that kind of strange, like, mm-hmm. mm, what yeah. the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So it does have a little bit of that, but it's, uh, I, I think this was surprisingly good. Yeah. Agreed. I didn't think I'd like it this much. I was kicking and screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was protesting, remember? I went and it was, yeah, did what it was supposed to do. I wonder what would, where would your role be if you went to school with Dora? If I went to school. If with you were one of the core four. Oh, I, I was going to say I could be her, her English teacher at the high school. <laughs> no, you're no, not no, letting no, me no, be no, that. No, I'm going to be one of the student. Core. Well, you're one of the core four. If I have, if I'm limited, I would be the nerd. No, no, no. You're just what Ira. You I'm just. Ira. I, I like that idea of you, of Ira, getting transported into the jungle. Would I be my age now, mm-hmm. or would I be her age? I think even when you were twelve, you're you were your age now, <laughs> <laughs> which says that when you were twelve, you were much like a a. <laughs> year old man. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. now you're very much like a 12 year old. So you, you haven't really changed, hey, no. you know? Yeah, you're right. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's funny. See me back there in her world. Yeah, shush that baby. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Real nice, Madeline. We're yeah, trying to fuck be up our podcast here, here huh? <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Damn kid. I'd love to see you in the jungle. Yeah. I, you, however, would be one person who would never poop. I would be very uptight. I yeah. would be constipated. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> He'd be backing up so much and be coming out your mouth. All right. Well, uh, we did it. We did it. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah, who died? Okay, who died? Got to tell you, unfortunately, we must. The following people, they done turn to dust. You don't know about this on the way over here. It was on the news, my friend. Kirk. Oh, no. Michael Douglas? No, Kirk. Oh, Kirk Douglas. Well, we thought that the son, we, thought, we were wondering who's going to live longer, that uh, Father Kirk was going to outlive his son, but Kirk Douglas did pass away. And um, you Kirk know what Douglas. I love about him? It's not so much the dimple in his chin. It's not so much that great t-shirt that he was wearing in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but I really like the fact that about 15 years ago, he went back and had a bar mitzvah. Mm. Now that's did he not, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. He did. He he re-embraces Judaism because he's getting old and he was going to die soon. What was there? So wasn't he, there a story where he like was supposed to get on a plane and he almost died? He was supposed to get on a plane with somebody else. He like, got into a fight. Is that right? Yeah, he was like in Palm Springs and he got into a fight with his wife and she was like, you're not getting on that plane. And she made him not go and then the plane crashed. Something like that. I'll, really? I'll have to go back and try to find that out. I'll look into that. Yeah. I don't know about. Anyway, he's dead. None of this matters. No, I guess he died. So anyway. he's dead. He made a lot of great movies. Okay. However, he is not getting the uh, the silver the dead corner silver spotlight award. Instead, Robert, he never that, does. Oh, he never does. Actually, he has a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the award is going to Piero Tosi, a 92 year old Italian costume designer who's responsible for a lot of great days, including a lot of great movies, including Night Porter. His, his films, Death in Venice, he did the costumes to Night Porter La Traviata. He also won the BAFTA, that's the British award, for Best Costume Design twice. He was nominated for Academy Award for Best Costume Design five times. Five times, and he also... Um, uh, for, he was awarded an Academy Award, uh, an honorary Academy Award for all the work that he did in the industry. He's dead. He gets the special award. You know, <clears throat> it's times like these that uh, I start thinking about chloroforming my baby. Oh. Whoa, I got a real Joey. gasp out of Producer Joey. Oh. <laughs> um, you have said before that you think it adds a certain organicness in the background. Yes. 
Yeah, and it seems to bother you more than it bothers me. Well, because I know that if I was listening to this show, I'd be like, well, the fuck, shut that baby up. No, it's real. It's organic. It's like, it's like, it's like we're, we're being raw. <laughs> so should we just run the ACs and, you know. Well, now you're going extreme, but. What's hey. she doing in the background? Now uh-huh. that bothers me. She's going through the refrigerator. She's fucking, uh, what's she cleaning doing out now? the fridge in the middle of the, the show. Fridge? Are we defrosting? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any chainsaw work you needed to get done? <laughs> Maybe do some weed whacking, anything like that. Anyway, good, uh, good dead corner. Hey are man, we, let's do some top game? five. Are we doing game? No, no. Yeah, fuck the game. We don't need. We don't need no staking game. And hit it, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked yourself up. <laughs> It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. <laughs> All right, our top five this week is top five kids, kids movies. Kids movies. Hard mm-hmm. to believe we never did this. And um, I, I want to make the statement mm-hmm. that, you know, we're very proud of our name of Anti-Wave. And the fact that we're doing, a, we did Dora and now we're doing kids movies is very anti-anti-wave. Or as you put it so eluquently last it's week. Wave. It's wave. Yeah. Our po- it's just wave this week. The two antis are a double negative. So it's just wave. Well, I don't think so. I think you could have I, an anti-wave kids I, movie. And in fact, I have I one on I do have here. an anti-wave kids movie? Yeah. I'm looking. Which I one? think I have a couple on well, here that would argue. Well, this is going to get interesting. And again, obviously, adults too can appreciate kids movies, as we well know. I have we'll a classic that. kids movie that is also anti-wave. Really? Yeah. What number are you giving it? Uh, It's number five okay we're gonna hear and then i have one. another one that's number two interesting well we're gonna hear it and who's gonna kick this off um i don't know what do you want to do first mm-hmm. you want to go first or you want me to you go first all, all right. right number five my number five this, this is anti-wave this is kids anti-wave, movie yeah. yeah from 1983 i want to guess all right well you have to tell me more just like it's from 1983 and give me another hint um it centers around a christmas story so we're talking about a Christmas story. Oh, it's a Christmas story. You guessed it. Good job, Ira. A Christmas story. Kids movie. It's definitely a kids movie. Anti-wave. I think this is very anti-wave. How so? Well, first of all, look, it's it, it's made completely outside of the Hollywood system. Agreed. Um, you know, it, it's an independent film. They shot it up in Toronto. I mean, this is made by the same people who did Porky's. I know. Same director. Yeah. And the... the there's so much that doesn't need to be in this movie. I mean, if you stripped it down and just focused on the uh, the, the the BB gun, you would be losing so many great iconic moments. But you really don't need it to tell the story. I mean, the guy, the kid sticking his tongue against the 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 flagpole or whatever. You know, like the, that doesn't. You don't need that. Right. There's a bunch of getting beat up by the bully. All of that stuff. Santa Claus. The visit to right, Santa Claus. Right, That's right. not crucial. To all the story. of this stuff could just be cut out. So it's right. just a bunch of fluff. Right. Really. I mean, we could say that there's growth or change art, but nobody really changes. I mean, it. it you, he really just kind of gets a better perspective, I guess, maybe of his parents, but nothing really happens. Um, other than. He was proven wrong, right? He he didn't think he'd shoot his eye out, and he does. Mm. But who that's who grows? The, who changes? That's not in that what the movie? movie's about. No, in fact, and again, 
Um, I love that sweet, sweet last beat of the film. It's not in the Chinese restaurant. It's after the famous Chinese restaurant scene where you see Darren McGavin mm-hmm. and his wife and it's the backs, their backs and they put their arms around each other and just look at the tree. Right. That there's some, there's just the love between them. This crazy fucked up dysfunctional family that really love one another. I don't know but if they're dysfunctional. Love was, the love was there. Well, it is. I would say it's semi-dysfunctional. semi-dysfunctional. Yeah. And the love was there for the beginning. Right. And we're simply reminded about it at the end. Right. That's it. I don't think anybody really grows or no, changes or no, arcs or anything. No, but it's a real sweet special movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's some really great laughs, and it's it's so welcoming and warm and fun. Yeah, there you go. Nice. 1983, a nice. Christmas story. Good. And my number five is a film you mentioned just a couple of weeks ago. Oh. 1979. Oh. Say it. Is, is it on? Do you think it's we're gonna on, overlap? Yeah. Are we gonna overlap? Yeah. Do you have it on your yeah. list? Yeah. Are we talking about? I was going to say it's a movie without any humans, but that's wrong. There are a lot of humans in this film, yeah. but they're not the featured players. That's Agreed? right. The Muppet movie. Guess what? It's my number four. Wow. It's good that you're talking Look about it us. now. Look at us. 1979. You know, yeah. James Frawley. Superman. And again, <laughs> I love oh, it when wait. you do that. I love it when you do that. Uh, James Frawley, who di- directed this, and he, um, uh, and I'll tell you, I saw it in the theater when You it should say out. it so that somebody who's listening... Oh, did I not say The Muppet Movie? You, you did not say The, the Muppet, Muppet Movie. The Muppet Movie. When you said Superman, I thought we already acknowledged the name of the movie. Um, when I saw it at the Cinerama Dome Theater with my then-date Kathy, and when we see Kermit doing Rainbow Connection, yeah. and I remember thinking, this movie is going to be very special. And, yeah. and it just was. I forgot all the cameos. Not only... I forgot all the cameos oh, in that great film. cameos. There's, there's a shitload of great There's great, great little film. one-liners yes. that come out. Yes. There's so many really great moments um in in the whole film and the ending is so sweet where they have all of the muppet characters in hollywood they achieve their dream the rainbow comes in and they just all sing together it's a great unity and then it ends with this you know back to reality and they're screening the muppet movie in the studio and they all start just kind of singing together and and having fun i would like to see that movie again yeah, and again, they're on a journey, um, on a I've road trip. To I've go got to, it if you want to borrow it. Send yeah. me home without. They're yeah. on a road trip to go to Hollywood to right. make it big. Yeah. And um, it's a real sweet, special movie. Yeah. Nice. That's Wait, that's your number That's my number four. four. So, so we just did your number go four. Go straight into so your number. So I'm going to go to my number four. I love this film. 2010, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. Did you see that movie? I did. I liked I it. I saw that in the theater when it first came out, and I was swept away by it. I thought, what a solid... The animation was great. The story was great. Yeah. And it had a really cool uh, third act to it. I, it was, I, I saw it in 3D, and there's a reason why on Rotten Tomatoes it has a 99% score. It's a real nice, well-made movie. Mm-hmm. I remember really enjoying it. Yeah, that's my number four. I think I've only seen it once, but I, I liked it a lot. My number three is from 1987. Um, the movie centers around a very sick boy who has told a story. And starts to feel a little better by the end of the day. Oh, the Princess, Princess bride. bride. Yeah. Now, is that a wait, Hollywood? Wait, is I, that anti wave? Oh, that was the other one. That was no, anti-wave? No, no. Okay, no. Yeah. my number two is definitely anti wave. But I'm asking the question. You know, for some, I mean, it's not look as Rob Reiner directed it and stuff. So it was very done by Hollywood establishment. But there's 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 a feeling throughout the yeah. film. That's all I can. There's there's a feeling that suggests. An edge. It's, yes. It's, it yeah. feels a little edgier than most And that's other. why it's so great. Yeah. 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 There's a playfulness to it. Yes. Nice choice. Thanks, man. Nice choice. My number got? three, I think many, many months ago, we acknowledged this film. 
Uh, are you familiar with uh, Fly Away Home? I am, yeah. I, I like haven't this seen film. it in years and years and years. I love this film. Jeff Daniels and Carol Ballard, who directed The Black Stallion, mm-hmm. he does beautifully gorgeous right, shot right. movies. And this is a true story yes. about building that ultralight to help the geese, geese migrate, yeah. to help them migrate and go where they where they belong. But it's beautiful to look at. It's a real sweet, sweet special movie. Uh, that's that's my number three, Fly Away Home. I'm going to send you home with uh, the Muppet movie. I would love that. But what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to take Solo and put it into the <laughs> Muppet movie case. Make you watch that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my number two mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I'm really, really pleased to say that it's also going to be, we're going to review it this month later on. And looks like we're going to have the director in studio i'm very excited so you're including this as a kid's movie yes yet you've already seen it yo yeah you've seen it already yes and you're putting your top five and we're going to do this is is my birthday movie yeah i know what's the name of it it's from 1991 motorama motorama centers around a kid who uh steals a car and drives cross country and is trying to collect you know how um you know how you used to stop for like green stamps when you fill up a tank and they give you stamps? Absolutely. Same kind of thing, but he's collecting. Every time he fills up, he gets a a, a card that says like a, a different letter and you are trying to win a prize if you spell out the word Motorama. And so... Kind of like by Ovaltine, yes. which is from your earlier yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. So that kind of, that propels the story, but it's very weird. I didn't know it's you very saw it already. In, oh, yeah, yeah. This is from 1991. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films. This is an older film. Yeah, this is I love this movie. So it's a it's a great weird kind of crazy quirky film that I'm excited about. I'm so looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. That's great. So that's my number 2, Motorama. Good. What do you got? My number 2. It's a wonderful musical in 1964 with uh Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Uh so this is uh the Rain in Spain. No, Stays Spain. No, no, no. You're thinking My Fair Lady? Yeah. No, 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 no. We're talking Mary Poppins Mary here. Poppins. Mary Poppins. Well, wait a minute. I was not that far off. Yes, you were. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you're on. Yeah. Was Julie Andrews in My Fair Lady? No, but she she did it on Broadway. Remember uh, okay. that big thing? And they brought in Audrey Hepburn instead because she was right. more of a movie star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so but this, this sort was of sound, sound of music. I always get these things confused. Yeah, I'll anyway. say. Sound could, of music. We're not even talking sound about Sound of that. music, Mary Poppins, well, and My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. You get them all confused. Yeah. No, this has just the they're all basically the same sugar. movie. Nope. Yeah, right. This was really... I saw it in the theater when it first came out, 1964, and... Uh, Incredible music done by um, the Sherman Brothers. You know who they are. And they've done right. a whole score. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. They wrote uh, It's a Small a minute. World. Mary Poppins and Sound of Music is the same movie, right? Wow. No, come on. No, I never thought. And it's a, a year later. It was 65. Yeah, where they did Sound same of music actress. And same actress. And it's the same basic premise she of coming to, to cheer up these kids. Right. How You can understand why I would be confused by that. Sure. Yeah. It's My Fair Lady that gives us the rub. Uh, okay. It's the same kind of epic uh, musical bullshit that gets on my nerves. Same time frame. You're not a fan of uh, No, Mary I Pop? hate those things. You hate them? No, they get on my nerves. I'm going to share it with your daughter. She'll like it. She'll do a whole we, medley. We own it. Let's go fly a kite up. You, you own it? 
Oh, I know we own Sound of Music. Oh, but you're getting confused again. Yeah. But not Mary Poppins? What's you know the same what? movie? I'm going to get you that for your birthday. Please don't. And I'm going to make sure that you watch it and share it with your daughter. It might get thrown once away. Once a year. That's my number two, Mary Poppins. <sighs> All right. My number one. Um, man, it was a real toss-up between... I love Motorama. But I got to give my number one, uh, The Edge. Because I literally, in the middle of the movie, when I saw it, I was so moved to tears... I turned to my my wife at the time and said, "This is a kids movie." I remember specifically saying that. Wait, this is from I, yeah. I want a hint. It's from two thousand nine. And give me one more. Um, it rhymes <laughs> rhymes with pup. Cupboard. Cupboard, it, yes, this cupboard. In, Indian, what it was right, it? Indian, <laughs> Indian in the cupboard. Yes, no. that's it. I, that's a really good movie. Actually, I know, I know. I mean, that should have been. A, yeah, been actually, I'm list. thinking about. The, all right, just say it. Up, crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did gosh. you see up? Oh sure, yeah, we've talked about it before, and how the first eleven moves me to tears. Yeah, and I can't believe that's in a kids' movie. Uh, great film. Wonderful film. One of the best films I think that's ever been made. And I, I don't say this a lot. Uh, I think I said it with Roma, but I definitely would include Up when I say this is art. It's no longer just movie making. This is, uh, and, and I wouldn't even just say it's film. It's truly art. So that's what I think. That's nice. We've spoken before about the first 11 minutes with no dialogue, yeah. right? Just with music going through the entire aging process and, and the stages of life. And how, how effective that was. Really nice, Robert. Thanks, man. Really nice. What about you? What's your number one? I don't know if we've spoken about this. I saw this movie when it first came out, and I fucking Dr. Zhivago. Oh, no, no. Oh. Fiddler on the Roof. No, that's a kid's movie. Oh. Reds. Are you familiar with Bugsy Malone? Yes. This is where the kids... Are all portraying the. I'm sensing from your body language, it's not. I you're haven't not a fan seen it in a it. long. Time. 1976. It's a British musical gangster film. Alan Parker directed it. Alan Parker also did the film Fame, and he did a lot of TV commercials and so on as as a director. Uh, and again, it's with. Um, it stars with Jodie Foster, Scott Baio, and their kids. And they were really young, and it's got a great music score uh, written by um, Paul Williams and. Um, and they're gangsters, and it's they're shootouts, and the machine guns shoot pies and, and whipped cream. I don't remember that. Whipped cream. I remember the whipped cream. Whipped cream, actually, but there's a big pipe fight. I have the vinyl album. I love all the music. I love everyone in this <laughs> film. This is a great kids' movie that adults can appreciate, too. Is it Bugs a good movie, or is it? It's a novelty. Okay. It's a novel. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. It's a, it certainly is a novelty movie. And something, I was reading up on it last night, and I forgot about this, that Paul Williams, it caused him pause that the actors, when they break into his songs, mm -hmm. it's adults singing it. Oh, really? And that's weird. And Paul Williams was not pleased with that. He thought it should really be Jodie Foster singing these songs. Instead, you've got adult voices coming out of her. That's and that's so a little bit weird. of a mind fuck, you know? But... And I was just talking about him. Screwball using kids yeah, as that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, device. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I wonder if it holds up. I wonder if it holds up. It's funny that you put it as your number one. You haven't seen it in such a long time. It swept me away. Wow. What's your money shot from that movie? 
Oh, it's too long ago to have one. You don't have any money I shots? I have a money shot for I mean, you film. just talked about pies. Well, I remember shot. all the music. The music stands out. Okay. Um, her name, it, it's all song stuff where she's singing, her name is Tallulah. Or, no. So you want to be a... Da-da-da-da-da-da. It all comes back to you. It's the ending. It's the ending of the big shootout after the pies and they all start laughing. That's it. And they all start laughing and they realize they shouldn't be in a in a, a crime war anymore. And this incredible me do 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 and it all comes I find it funny that what you find most memorable about movies is the music. Yeah. I mean that tends to be mostly what you remember is that's what you do every single time. You say the you I played a game with my friends for years three notes and then the last four drop off. You I do that, don't I? Name the film and I will hum the opening credits. Name uh, a film right now. And I'll Mel Brooks's silent movie. There, I just did it. <laughs> no, I'm very aware, you know that, of yeah. movie music. And I love that as an art form. And I love all that stuff that Paul Williams, I know you're not particularly a fan of that, but I do like that at the end where they come together and sing this great song with pie smeared all over their faces. Schmeared. Schmeared. All of a sudden I'm sounding Jewish. Schmeared. Did you see Newsies? Smeared. No, do they schmear? No, I'm, I'm just, because that's a big musical. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. I should. See you know what I'm talking about, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. it's got a. It's one of those movies you go back and watch. It's got a bunch of young faces that wound up becoming really popular right. in much the same way that you're talking about with uh, Bugsy right. Bugsy Malone, right? Yeah, Bugsy yeah. Malone. Yeah. Watch that again. That's my list. Hey, man, we did it. We just scoops. You have any scoops? It's funny you put an up, and I had Wally, which is sort of kind of a kids movie. Oh, I think it's definitely a kids, a kids movie. movie. I also have Shrek, Lion King, even The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I had The Wizard Did of Oz. Did you Wizard yep. of Oz? And uh, October Sky, I think we spoke about. I, I love liked that October film. Sky. I love it. Those are some of my, what do you have for your... You know, I, I think I told you that I have some friends that are in that movie, right? You have October Sky. In October Sky? And just, They're like one of my buddies has a little bit candy, because really? they shot it in Knoxville where I grew up. Yeah. And uh, they, I have a friend who has like a real quick line in the movie, and it's oh, like, cool. oh, yeah, I heard that's the kid that milled the rockets or whatever. And uh, I remember they were casting for it at the time. Wow. I love that film. It's got a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. Did you have some scoops? Uh, yeah, you already mentioned them. I, I do definitely want to mention The Indian in the Cupboard. It's funny how that just, yeah. yeah. I had a, I mentioned uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about it. Nothing, really. I just put that down. There you go. Hey, man. We did it. We did it. I'm sure we're going to open up the floodgates to a million different uh, kids, kids I movies hope so. next week. I hope so. So if anybody has any kids movies that they want to mention, you can email us at robert at antiwavepodcast.com or uh, and slash or ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle on there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we? We are. We, even we, kids' movies. Even even in kids' movies, yep. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. Just go to our website. Or throw us a few bucks over at Patreon and help keep the sprocket holes moving. Hey, Ira, guess what? What? Next week. What's going on next week? Vacation. It's the movie Vacation? The movie The Chevy Chase movie? Vacation? You know what I think we should do? I think we should should do that one time. Just do Vacation and then rerun that same episode every time. That's very funny. No, next week we're going to be on Vacation. So we're going to rerun a classic episode. So uh, if you haven't heard our episode on Sorry to Bother You, then that's what we're going to be playing next week so if right. you haven't heard that we had the the editor, editor for that film in studio with us yeah. and uh it's a good movie so, it's a great show great yeah. episode yeah, so it was. Yeah. take a listen to that one it's uh, one of our classic episodes and we'll be playing that next week and the week after that we'll be back in studio and we'll be listening li- watching you'll be listening to us 
talk about the amazing Jonathan documentary. So that's right. If you can go check out that, that comes out on Hulu on uh, I think August sixteenth. So it's just coming up here the next few days. So we'll be talking about that when we do come back in two weeks' time. We're all set. So there will be an episode, but it's a classic episode. And the week after that, we're going to be talking about the amazing Jonathan documentary. That's right. That's right. And I believe the week after that, we're doing one of your favorite films. Yeah, we'll get to that we're, we're, when the time yeah, comes. We're, we're really we're we're. We're ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Amen. Let's uh let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Yeah. Thank you, Joey. For uh, cleaning out the fridge in the middle of the show. <laughs> and thank uh, you, Madeline. <laughs> Hi, honey. For Shoot. crying through most of the show. Uh, and I guess with that, just uh you know keep speaking Spanish, keep watching movies. Dora, Dora. Yeah. Mm, Dora, 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 Dora. She's cute. I like the little shorts that she was wearing. Nah, I bet she did. All right. So until next time, keep watching movies. <laughs> I will help you sort them out. Get off my lawn, you don- damn kids. All right.